Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Coco and Dolts. We're real people bringing you real reviews of all the latest movies and TV shows that are streaming on Amazon Prime, Netflix, and Disney+. Plus. This is episode 76. What? I know. We've lasted... Over three quarters of a century in that, podcast. That can't episodes. be right. Yeah, we're we've been around uh, the same number of as your birth year. Yeah, right. Right. No, no. I'm 21. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I'm also not adults, and I'm not Coco. And today on the episode, whichever number it may be, right, we are reviewing the brand spanking new Netflix limited docu series, Fear City. New York versus the Mafia. Dalts, what's it all about? I wonder if they did that on purpose when they did Fear City is like ferocity. Oh. Do you I think that even, that was a thing? I didn't even think about that. They it's, consider that? Yeah, you're so smart. So Fear City, New York City versus the Mob. <laughs> That's what you said, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a three... <laughs> episode docu-series. Uh, it features the trials and tribulations of New York City facing the mob in the 70s and 80s. And it's essentially how they took down five uh, crime families. Five uh, families r- uh, ran the city in a lot of ways in those days, apparently, according to this documentary. And it was the FBI and some element of the New York police that got together and essentially tried to figure out a way to bring these crime families down. So these crime families were running everything in the city. They were running the construction industry. They were running garbage disposal. The docks. The docks, the garment industry. So everything, some of the hospitals they owned, apparently. Um, So they were running the entire city. And the city in the 70s and 80s and part of the 90s, too, um, New York City, that is, was a bit of a cesspool and was a hard <laughs> place to live in and not a very hard place to die in, from what they're saying. Um, and there was a lot of crime, a lot of uh, narrative wells roaming the streets. I think it's probably a lot like uh, Escape from New York, <laughs> from what the, the description, the sound of it, the Kurt Russell movie that we... Was shot in St. Louis, actually. Was, right. <laughs> um, and so it's a docuseries, a three-parter, like I said, 44 to 62 minutes long are the episodes. It's an easy binge. We binged it earlier this very same day. It came out July 22nd, uh, and it's uh, trending right now at number two on Netflix as we uh, record this podcast. So that's the summary. It's a very brief summary, and I'm not as good at the summaries as Coco is. You so said Co- you wanted to do the summaries. No, so that's I did. why I, you did it. I do, because you know why? Because I wanted your tones at the beginning of the podcast to oh, woo okay. people in. I wanted yeah. you to do the intro, because if they're always hearing me, they're being like, is this guy on the podcast still? I thought maybe Coco would have gone solo by now. I'm like the sirens, and you're like, right. you know, uh, who is it? Not Odysseus. I'm like the nails on the chalkboard? No, that's not what I meant. Oh, okay. Okay. So, Coco, what did you think of this docu-series on Netflix? Well, once again, I have to say that um, once again, we watched something that I wanted to watch. Poor Daltz never gets to watch anything he wants to watch. He's like, hey, could we um, watch Blade Runner 2049? And I'm like, Babysitter's Club! <laughs> So poor Daltz never gets to watch anything he yeah, wants to watch. That's so. very true. That's very true. Yeah. So thank you, Daltz. Not for, true. <laughs> thank you, Daltz, for watching a Mafia miniseries. You're 
favorite thing in the world is mob stuff. Body count. <laughs> yeah. It had a very high body count. Real and, body count, which and, is even worse. And they were not shy about showing yes. crime scene photos. There was one head of the five families who got whacked, and we got to see those crime scene photos repeatedly. And it was pretty gruesome, although right. I did actually think it was a little bit funny that he's lying there on the ground post-whackage with a cigar still, still hanging out of his the, mouth. Still had the cigar in his mouth. I was like, wow, I didn't know that that was something that could happen. I don't know. So. Yeah, you get, and apparently like 85 rounds of bullets were shot into him, and he still kept on to his uh, yeah. cigar. So yeah. who knew? So it uh, it was pretty gruesome, but I actually um, I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. I thought they did a really good job of telling the story of how the FBI went about building the case yeah. against the mob because previously, so this case that brought down the heads of the five families in around eighty five eighty six was a RICO case which I forget what RICO stands for, but if you've watched Law & Order, you've heard RICO referred Racketeering to... Racketeering is the first one. Yeah, you've heard RICO referred to many times. Like previously, they'd only been able to go for the low-level guys, like the guys out on the street, like pushing drugs or, you know, somebody beats somebody else up or whatever. Um, so they'd only previously been able to go, over, uh, go for the low-level guys. But with this, they were able to get the heads of all the five families. Uh, and I thought how they explained how they built the case and how RICO wasn't even a thing until like the early 70s. And then the guy at Cornell, the law professor at Cornell who wrote the RICO statute said, okay, RICO is Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. So there we go. And then the guy at Cornell Law School who wrote RICO said, why aren't you guys using RICO to go after like the five bosses instead of going after like you know, Daltz out on the corner, like, you know, <laughs> popping somebody, you know. You say like, that I would only be a soldier? <laughs> I wouldn't be the head of the family? I'm Do, the head of this family. You but are. That's, you are. Well, that's a different kind of, I, usually I'm getting abuse more than. <laughs> I think the dog was the head of this family when she was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> very true. You were the underboss. I, very, was, I was the underboss too. <laughs> to the real Coco. To the real Coco. Yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. It was very painstaking. Like how it was they, deliberate. Yeah. Like how they had to tap it and it was really cool too showing how they went about tapping cars and tv sets planting bugs yeah planting bugs and then they had to listen to just hours upon hours upon hours of tape and rewinding it and trying to get the transcripts right and having to distinguish am i listening to this voice or like this voice in the restaurant and the last episode was where they really focused on the lawyers and the court case and mm-hmm. like everything came together and that was when they took the guys to court and I thought they did a really good job of building suspense mm-hmm. in that episode so yeah and they had a lot of the characters who were uh, they had at least two of the members of the mob who were who had testified and turned state's evidence who were featured and interviewed so they had both sides of the story they had the cops and they had the robbers essentially mm-hmm. and um it was provided, I thought it provided a lot of really good nitty-gritty details, like uh-huh. you said, Coco. But I, it, it, this is a very challenging topic to make interesting if it's a docu-series. Like if it's a dramatic presentation, if you're looking at the Irishman or something like that, it's easy to drop a scene where the bad guy comes in and mows everybody down. It's very dramatic. You didn't do a lot of, there weren't a lot of dramatizations in this. It was, it was a lot of real photos. It was a lot of, there's a lot of mundane stuff here. So you can imagine how many, yeah. like you said, just sitting listening to those tapes. And this is real to real tapes, people. Mm-hmm. So like you're listening to something and then they, the, 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 the point that hit hard to me was every time you'd listen to something and then you'd rewind it. But the rewind was 
a lot longer than you thought it was right. going to be for that amount of dialogue. Right. It took like 20 seconds, you know, to go back to hear the guy be like, just whack him again, you know, yeah, or right. something like yeah, that. Yeah, right, and you had to like, rewind yeah. and rewind. It was sort of the equivalent <laughs> to me is like when you're seeing a, a French movie and then you see the translation underneath. He's like, right. surely he said more than that. Right. Like, like So it was it was the equivalent. It didn't, it seemed, seemed jarring. But um, it's very challenging to make uh, uh, some sort of docuseries like this interesting in that way because you're talking about real mundane stuff you're uh-huh. about you know people sitting in cars for hours waiting for somebody to show up and then uh-huh. taking pictures of those people and then not doing it not confronting them or anything like that mm-hmm. and then the against the transcriptions of the of the of the audio calls and everything like that the most interesting stuff to me was like you said was getting into the houses and bugging the phones and bugging the TVs mm-hmm. and how that happened and that was very dramatic and that was sort of tense in certain ways um, but I, I think that they did a really good job I will say that of these kinds of shows, especially on Netflix lately, things are too long. And I thought that this one was not too long. I think that, that they could have done some more with in terms of what happened next. So uh-huh. we get a resolution at the end of this in terms of the crime family gets cleaned out and there's a hit or two that takes care of some business as well of some crime family heads. Um, but I, I thought that there was a lot more like, here's what happened in New York after that kind of thing. And we didn't yeah, really get that. Uh-huh. We kind of got a, like a really quick shovel full of oh yeah and everything was great yeah like they and there were only maybe three people who we got a flash at the end like rudy giuliani was mayor of new york city from 1993 to 2001 or something like that like i was like well what about john Gotti? like john Gotti figured in this thing and like we all know he rose to prominence after that but like why don't you talk about Gotti? why don't you talk about michael chertoff who became like the secretary of homeland security like why don't why don't we have more of that so yeah i was i was with you i thought i thought there would be more of you know oh and then valerie smith spent the next 20 years at the fbi and you know the hoover building right doing blah 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 and now she's retired and and, caught the unabomber or whatever it happens to be right exactly like there was a lot of i think my my uh, skeptical person part inside of me will say well they're setting up for more of these now they're going to be like Fear City uh, Vegas Vegas yeah, yeah exactly like <laughs> everything is Fear City so maybe they will go into more Fear City Rudy Giuliani cleans up New York or something mm-hmm. like that and that'll be the next one um, I, I I think there was some times when they could have nipped and tucked a little bit but really I don't that's kind of nitpicking in terms of the length of each one of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought three three parts, man. I mean, like that's a piece of cake. We've watched eighteen hours of Iceland <laughs> detective documentary <laughs> right, or, uh, uh, dramatization. So we watched thirty hours of Finnish noir right. in, in like ten days. So, so we can three hours. That's a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, totally. I wanted more. I was like, let's watch something else. Yeah. <laughs> what else you got? Netflix. <laughs> yeah. So wow. So you actually didn't seem to hate it. I didn't. I didn't hate it entirely. I, I it was a pretty gruesome uh, movie or a pretty gruesome presentation, I should say. Um, but you have to do these kinds of things. It's sort of like having a a mafia movie and not having any f words in it. Like right. you gotta, you just gotta play it the way it is in real life, and you gotta be accurate, and that's part of the accuracy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did linger a little bit too much over some of those uh, crime scene photos for uh, effect, maybe sensationalism, but. That's again nitpicking. I thought it was. I thought it was well done. I think it's worth the. It's a good if you're into documentaries, you're into crime, you're into New York City. I think this is a, a home run for you. I mean, if you're just a casual, what's what am I going to watch on a Sunday before I go back to the grind on Monday? This is probably not it. <laughs> and it's not it if you're like downcast by society right now. I mean, it's not an well, uplifting kind yeah. of movie, but I think it generally it's it's a pretty good 
pretty good change of pace. What do you think, Coco? Yeah, definitely. If you're if you're a fan of the true crime genre, like I mentioned a few episodes back when we were talking about unsolved mysteries, I think this is this is also a good watch. Um, I did I did enjoy. Like I said, they they did very a very good job of explaining a lot of stuff. Um, they did a good job of explaining how the mob, like Dalt said, had its fingers in so many different pies. You know, the garment industry and the docks and mm-hmm. sanitation and so much stuff. And you know, I'm one of those people, like the guys in Office Space. I would be looking up money laundering in the dictionary <laughs> because I just don't get how that could work. So I thought they did a really good job of explaining for non criminal or non-law enforcement people (laughs) this is how oh you know this is how even though it's an eight million dollar job like Mm -hmm. one firm bids for 10 and then everybody else agrees to bid above that so the firm with 10 million the 10 million dollar bid gets that even though it's only an eight million dollar job so now you've got two million dollars to spread the wealth around you know so yeah the collusion was something that was very interesting yeah so i i thought they did a really good job of that and it was very interesting to hear you know, a lot of the takes and everything from the people who are in it. Like the guy who actually went into the houses with the mobsters and had like Joey Bag of Donuts holding the flashlight for him so he could install the bug in the TV. Like that was, I'm like, oh my God, I would have been crapping myself in fear. Like, that took some stones right there. Yeah, totally. It's like, like I was saying to you during when we were watching this, I bet you had a bet down with the guys at the bureau. He said, I'm going to get Joey Bag of Donuts to help me <laughs> right. with this bug operation. Yeah, Watch this. Totally. And then he'll go back to the office. Or maybe he actually didn't do it. Like that's the thing in those, in those days too, is that there's no way, of, there were no cell phone cameras and there, right, were, there totally. were no. Uh, home security cameras and there's no internet obviously none of that stuff so there's no way to verify so this this was really leading edge technology they're talking about planning bugs that's why the mafia guys were all like telling all their secrets in the car and stuff like that because they had no idea that they mm-hmm. would be bugged because bugs weren't really a thing in, in those days yeah totally although i did like that guy uh he was like, if things go south, I'm going to get out of here in a hurry. And I'm like, you're going to be dead if things go south. Okay, like, what are you talking about? You think you're just going to run, like, screaming out of the house and the guy's just going to watch you? I'm like, no, you're right. going to you're gonna be popped, like, right in that guy's living room. Right. Trying to stick the bug in his gigantic wooden television set <laughs> with the panels on the side, you know. Playing uh, Tom Brokaw on the NBC Nightly News. Right. CNN, brand new channel. Yeah. What is this, news all the time? It'll never work. It was, I, I really enjoyed seeing like the footage of from the 70s and 80s. Like old, it, it was really great for nostalgia. Yeah. Like the CNN footage and all the old uh, like MTV footage or whatever. Right. Like, the old New York uh, news uh, stations that they were playing, the news shows right. uh, at 6 o'clock. And, this just in, Gambino family, man, charged. You know, like it yeah. was... It was pretty cool to see all that 80s hair piling up on top of everybody's head. And like even the local commercials in New York, you yeah, because they have cheesy, low budget local commercials, too. So the guy like, come and get your mattress, grand opening. Like it was it was that was really good. Cheap I mean. electronics at Times Square. Come right. and get them right, right. now. Totally. The guy with the big, huge fake uh, Empire State Building thing that he was throwing around <laughs> right. there. Totally. Like that, that. That's what I love about these kinds of things that are really well done. And, and I don't think people realize how hard it is to get that kind of B-roll footage and to get it right. to make it authentic. And and that was another thing that I really enjoyed about this is that they they had a lot of aerial shots of the city from those days. And I don't know if it was exactly 70s and 80s, but it was probably pretty close. Uh, and you can see Brooklyn and, and the Bronx with vacant strips and vacant lots and stuff like that, things that don't even exist now. It's hard to imagine, hard to imagine that 
the city was bombed out and, and burned mm-hmm. out in a lot of ways in those days. But um, the fact that they had this helicopter footage of the city and you got a really a really good sense of what it was like in those days. And I, I like that kind of thing. Rather than recreating it, if they can find this archival footage, mm-hmm. and if you're going to find any archival footage, you're going to find it of New York. I mean, it's the media right. capital of the world. Even back in those days, there were still millions of people who lived there, so they still had a pretty robust media uh, community. So... I think I think that's another thing that adds to the legitimacy of a, a doc like this is that you have the footage that backs it up and you have the actual, even though they're doing a recreation of how we put the bug on the TV, they have actual commercials or whatever on mm-hmm. the TV itself. Yeah. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was I thought it was good. It was, like you said, not too long. Maybe I could have gone for another episode of it, but, yeah, yeah. you know, it was, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it, they did a really good job of building suspense. They did a good job of explaining things. They left me wanting more, so what can Which you, is good. Yeah. Which is rare in these days. Usually you get to the end of one of these, like, yeah, okay, let's move on. Madeline McCann, no, that should have been five episodes, not <laughs> eight, you know. And instead we're like, no, nah, it could have been four instead of three. Right. Like, yeah. Right. What about you? Yeah, I would say... Uh, uh, Give it a cigar up. Uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> A cigar, one and, and a half cigars. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a tactful way of you know, yeah. two shell casings. Or, right. But uh, yeah, I would uh, I would recommend it. I think it's a, a decent watch for for most people. <laughs> two Giuliani rugs up. <laughs> two Radio City Music Hall kicks up. Yeah, there we go. That's our standard New York one. Right. So. Exactly. <laughs> Macy's Parade balloons. Ooh. Way up. There you go. Floating away. <laughs> so. Uh, Do you want to walk us out of here with uh, where people can find us? Yes, we actually have a special announcement. I should have said this right at the top. We are now on iHeartRadio. Oh. You can find our podcast. When did that happen? That just happened this week. So you can find our podcast on iHeartRadio.com. Just search for Coco and Dalts. If you have the app, check for us on that. We are coming to you on a brand new platform. We're very excited about that. Yes. You can also find us on all of our old platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Pandora, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Google Play, and YouTube. You can find us on the interwebs at CocoAndDalts.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at CocoAndDalts, or you can email us at CocoAndDalts at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Let us know what you want to hear us review in the future, what you want to think about episodes we've done in the past. Just say hi. Maybe we'll give a shout out if you uh, get in touch. Rate and share us, please. Yes, please. Rate and review us, but only if you have something good to say. <laughs> and you know where you can also find us, Coco? In our hearts. <laughs> I don't know where. Sitting on the couch watching something. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. That's well, usually where we are. That's actually kind of where most people are these days. Because <laughs> right. we're, we're, you're st- smart. We're still in lockdown, people. Well, depending on how much part of the country you're in. I don't know. If you're in Florida, maybe you're out like doing keg stands or something. Right. But. We're in the Northeast here, so we're we're paying attention. <laughs> we're, we're following the rules. <laughs> we're the Puritans up here. Like, you should be in your home. You know? <laughs> and everybody else is out. You know, standing at the front window, waving at people without masks on. We have perfectly fine right not to have a mask on when they're riding their bike. But you're like, hey, you, what are you doing? You're too close. Are, are Do you know that person? Are Why you, are you next to each other? Are you related? You're going to kill me. Okay. So on that note. So anyway, enough of that. So for another episode of the podcast, thank you very much for joining us, listener. We know you have a choice, and we appreciate you choosing us. I'm not Coco. And I'm not Dalton. <laughs>